podcast world. This is Caribbean Power Lunch, where we feature Black-owned businesses. I am your host, Kevin Valley, and today we are joined by our family, Mr. Osei Rise Alexis. Yo, yo, podcast Welcome back world. home, bro. I reach, I reach. I'm here. Yeah, man. Yeah, good to have you back. I know you were in Miami for a while. Um, oh, yeah. Having a time of your life. Oh, yeah. That's a podcast by itself. <laughs> <laughs> so our guest today, he used to be a problem. Now, he says he's the greatest. This man is a radio personality, a media personality, mm. MC for events, a hype man for parties. But he is much more than a host. He is also a TV show producer. Podcast will we welcome Hans Devines to Caribbean Power Lunch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, boy. Just a pleasure to be here. Yes. Let's talk. Let's have a good time. And maybe we could just share some perspectives. Yeah, no, I know I know he's a man of perspective, you know, he's hmm. yeah. Yeah, 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 wisdom, wisdom. I don't know why, like I in a different space, you know. I guess it's like you're starting to realize purpose and like how much more there is to life and what's going on around you. Know, and then I see you like you become a motivational speaker on Instagram, you know, watching you, you know. It's not even that boy, it's like okay. Let's start by letting you all into to something that happened to me recently. Like a lot of people see me as one of the top television presenters in Trinidad and Tobago. And what, what has happened is because of Begun working with Sportsmax and you work with a regional slash international television television station, it gives you a different appeal mindset and a different level of training. Now. So something as simple as holding the mic a certain way, like in sports, Max, that's like that's like the difference that will make you a good and alright presenter or a great presenter. How you present the mic to somebody. Oh, holding it oh. right now? Oh, holding how, it well, no, no, well, you see, for this purpose, yeah. how, how you holding it works, but like they're different. For TV, you hold the mic closer, a little lower down, closer to your chest, give it a little more room, leave your face open. Yeah. And when you're presenting it to somebody, like if you're interviewing somebody, you'll put it across, but you won't cro- let the mic cross your body. Wow. Protocol in every, every, in yeah. every industry of protocol. And, in and, and, and you know, it's interesting. I went to London to do a broadcasting course, and those are things that. I never even learned, like it was never even a conversation of how to hold the mic because in a lot of other, they don't talk about it till it reaches that level now. And when you reach that level, then we could have them, we'll talk about that. But for now, let's like, just focus on how you presenting here now. Like right. how are you a presenter and what do you say and yeah. the basics and your facial expression. And But then when you reach that next level, it's like, oh, shucks, wait now, wow, we, we, we missed all of this part of the training here. Honestly, it's just so much learning and because I'm in a sort of aware space where I am. All right. So we had a, had a conversation recently with some people on radio, actually, but it was off radio before it was on radio. And me and somebody, some people were talking and they mentioned, well, when you pray for your food and you thank God for your meal, do you thank God for the life of the chicken? And it sounds crazy to some people. If you're not there, you're gonna say, "Boy, this man talking rubbish." But it's like, do you thank God for the life of the chicken? Most people would say no when they look in themselves. They would say, "Well, yeah, I say thank God for everything." Yeah, you say thank God for everything. But in your everything, have you thought about the life of the chicken? Have you thought about the 
energy that the farmer put into planting your lettuce. I mean, yes, you could say thank God for everything that's on my plate, but do you really envision and understand the everything? Yeah. Or are you just saying everything? Because when I say, dear God, I thank you for my family, I am thinking in my head about my mother, about my sisters, about my brother, about my father, about my cousins. I'm thinking about the whole. But when you say thank God for the meal, are you really thinking about mm. everything in the meal? And because I starting to be in this place of awareness, it's like Professor X and X-Men. Like the stage I'm at is a very aware but very distracted phase. Yeah. So it's like you so I in this room now by a way of the sound of the fan and the sound of the speaker and the sound of everything else, the sound of the fridge. I hear all these sounds. So I'm aware of all these sounds. Yeah. And because I'm aware of all these sounds, my sensory could get distracted very easily because yeah. I'm more aware. Let me, let me ask you a question though. I mean, you're saying that your rules and the opportunities expanding, right? One would think with that, then you have more things on your brain. You have, you know, less mind space to be, to focus on the smaller things like that. So it's almost contradictory that as you do more and you take on more on your plate, you yeah. have more time to focus on those things. You know, it's, it's usually the opposite, right? Right. But here's the thing, right? Because you take on more on your plate doesn't mean that your mind doesn't expand. That's like saying like, I have four new jobs, but because I have four jobs, because I have four jobs, I wouldn't learn as much as I can learn from these jobs. It's a strange, I don't know if I explain it right. Yeah. I don't know if I explain it right, but this is the best way I could explain it. So yes, I'm on radio, I'm on TV, and I do parties. So let's just take an extremely busy Friday kind of way where Friday I could end up, we could do a sports maths broadcast, we could do a radio broadcast. Just because I have all these different things happening doesn't mean that in each opportunity I will learn from each one. And this is our next lesson that has, I won't even say has been taught to me, but it's something that I realize. Presence of mind. And that's the, that's the trick for me for this whole thing. Like My awareness has opened up. But as my awareness has opened up, I notice the importance of presence of mind. Being present in this current scenario, in this current moment, and enjoying it for what it is. Right Now, there's this, there's this movie about this man who could travel back through time. He could travel forward and all these kind of things. Right. Now... It was passed on to him from his father from the time they reached 21. They get this skill where they could travel back and forth through time. His father's advice to him before the end of the movie is like, live every day as if you can't go back and forth in it now. Live every day for the most. So his father told him, one day just, when you're having a bad day, go through the same day. And when you go through the same day, you notice, wait now, it really wasn't that bad. Mm. It was not as bad as I perceived it to be. Right. So it's like, if you're present in the moment and you appreciate the moment for what it is, then there's beauty in that now. Right. And appreciating that beauty, sometimes it's not even about like, at the point in I'm like, you, you're, not even stu- you're, you're not even studying your bank balance right now. Hmm. Yeah. But in another... I am. <laughs> right, right now, in another dispensation, yeah. you might be studying with now. Wow how much money I have in the bank. But if you're yeah. present in the moment, like, 
it's not gonna be like oh damn how much money i have in the bank now yeah. so even though you're doing more you're getting more out of each dispensation so you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's appreciating yeah. and appreciating the people you're working with boy because everybody is important everybody is important gotcha so what caused this though what precipitated this honestly it's just being around different people um and like yes so yeah i <laughs> i know i keep you want me wants me to go but i'll go there anyway i'll go there just because he's my friend <laughs> right <laughs> recently i mean i had a son recently six months now and when he was born i could honestly say i only now understand unconditional love and when you understand unconditional love your world opens up differently like yes i could say i unconditionally loved my mother but to experience it from okay so you unconditionally love your mother but your mother has done stuff for you you unconditionally love your father your father mostly times has done stuff for you most of the times was <laughs> why anybody didn't get the most no no i'm just saying i'm just saying because <laughs> like keep it real. I, no, bashing out here, no i'm not definitely not that not daddy bashing but people need to start to understand that things may have gone wrong with you and your mother but for nine months that person carried you and took care of you and if they decided not to have you you wouldn't be here mm. so i have a special place in my heart for all mothers right mm. all mothers have a special place because what having a child does to a woman's body as well is it's extreme mm. it's extreme and there's a lot of pain and there's a lot of changes and it's a mental it's it's mentally hard for women to deal with and as men we don't talk about that enough that yo it's hard yeah. for women right yeah. um anyway but like this is somebody who can't do anything for themselves and can't do anything for you and you have to take care of them you see in them and you no matter what you going to love them so having a child teaches you unconditional love and it well for me it it really showed me the depth of unconditional love and made me appreciate my parents even more. And not only that, just being, I don't know, I, I think it's a whole maturity thing. It's a whole, um, Kevin, you might fo- you might follow some of these things, but like, they say the, the next stage is self-realization. Okay. What, what was the stages? Oh, you like the hierarchy of needs kind of thing? The yeah, hierarchy the hierarchy of hierarchy needs. Yeah, the hierarchy of needs. When you, when you, look, when you talk Physio- about... Um, physiological, safety, love, esteem. Yeah. That's self-actualization. That's the top, though. That's, yeah. that's the final stage. Exactly. So it's like, you start to realize, wait, now, all right, well, all these things are not so important, though. Yeah. You achieve, you achieve a house. So, okay, you're 20. You achieve a car. You're 28, 29, 30. You achieve a house. 31, 32, somewhere along the lines there, you might find something that could generate your income. Then you realize, wait now, what's really the most important thing? Hmm. And that kind of puts you in, that kind of levels you out now. Because all of this is for who? For what? So you're saying the unconditional love is the, is well, the one important thing. It's, the it's, most important thing. I would I wouldn't say it's the most important thing for everybody but the person that you have the unconditional love for becomes not the center of your universe 
but a major focal point because what somebody was telling me recently and, and this is thing I really open to, to learn it now now hmm. somebody was like boy hands boy my brother was telling me that I was saying man too Gregory McBurney you said my boy my brother telling me he needs to be the best version of him and if he can't be the best version of him how could he be the best father for his child so the focus is on him as the individual being the best version of him so in some ways it's selfish but in a lot of ways it's unselfish right. because it's the best way the best version of you essentially would not even be selfish hmm. so like work on the best version of you hmm. and that kind of segues into this whole the greatest thing which a lot of people were like boy the man call himself the greatest boy how the hell you call himself the greatest but you used to call yourself a problem so i want to drill into that so why you used to call yourself a problem was that like your immature days your young your younger days all right so the problem thing was real simple it came from synergy working hard and sometimes like we used to like do like three shoots of the scene in one night and because i was so hard working and always on the cameraman because i was used to produce synergy soca star so my time for the scene sometimes would be very limited and even at that point in time the hands and gonzo brand was doing really well you know Diego martians well no well that was hands and gonzo that was before that's pre-dego martians that was before we decided to do something a little different you know okay. and in doing that like the cameraman we move in we move in we going on we on that beat i on that beat and sometimes they couldn't keep up and it's like, boy, this hands, but he's a problem. And like, I just kind of, I just kind of, they said it one time and I opened the show because you see in pre-record, I opened the show and I said that hands is a problem and it just kind of stuck and it was cool and it was, it was nice. And then one day it was like, you know, we even did the problematic tour where I did like four parties one weekend for my birthday or whatever. Yeah. And then I reached into this level of thinking at the end of this, at the end of last year, that hey, I need to change. I need to, I need to move in a different direction. And I, I went over so many different things, and I spoke to so many different people about okay, what should I call myself? I want to, I want to say something that about myself that that depicts that that I am reaching for the stars, that I want to be the best. Because like I was even looking at big up to him though. DJ Private Ryan, Private Ryan, the most versatile DJ in the world. It is something that that you know? it is it is it is a <laughs> it is a branding, it is a branding move, and it is a branding statement. Yeah. So, what was my statement about myself going to be? It couldn't be that I am a problem. Mm. My branding statement about myself needed to be reflective of where self was at the point in time. And where self was at the point in time was noticing that the me that is in front of you now is the me that has experienced the most. It is me that has failed the most. It is also the me that has succeeded the most. It is the me that has the best track record as well as the worst track record. But more so, the best track record. Because from the faults, we learn and we become better. And in essence, every person that you meet today or any other day, they are the greatest version of themselves, whether or not they realize it or not. 
whether or not they decide to dig into that greatness and express that greatness or rather on whether or not they decide to keep that greatness dormant it is the greatest version of themselves and with that said i was like hands the greatest Hmm. because me today is the greatest version of me this is the best this is the best i've ever been as a human being this is the most evolved this is the most Hmm. understanding so it's not me saying i'm the best host in the country it's not about that it's me saying hands today is the greatest this is the greatest hands hands the greatest all right so, so i have a troublesome question for you though yeah. like problematic one <laughs> problematic question um so with that level of enlightenment and stuff right you know some people might suggest that the industrian is you know maybe and I, I use my words carefully here but say the thing now like, thing, you know, maybe may consist of some shallow elements some you know, not so real elements, some yes. kind of swanky elements, etc., yes, yes. etc. Et right. So, the question is, <laughs> I mean, love questions like this. Have you, have you kind of, you know, along with that that evolution, have you kind of lost any fate or zeal or, or whatever in right. the industry? And I love this question. You know why? Because again, the enlightenment of different things that happen around you and different people that you meet kind of sparks different interests so the other day the guy who cuts the lawn by me nathaniel nathaniel is so brilliant you know and you wouldn't believe like you'd see him and and people would judge him they wouldn't think that he's just brilliant and he's cut grass and yeah well my the man who who cut my grass will teach me that's what a lot of people will think nathaniel said something to me that was real profound when we were talking because I was talking to someone on the phone and I was telling them that the man that thinks he knows everything about anything and truth and in fact knows nothing. And Nathaniel was like, he's like, yeah, boy, you're so right, it's true, you know? And we were talking about different things, spirituality and so on. And he was like, nothing is completely good or bad. Nothing is completely good or evil. A lot of people look at it as good or bad right, right. this is bad this is good this is good this is bad this person is bad this person is good yeah is fire bad or is fire good hmm. no asking a real question is fire bad or is fire both, good both, both depends on your perspective of the or the situation you're in right exactly not in this wooden cabin it's bad <laughs> that's not true <laughs> now but you're cooking and thing else in the cabin too you know what I mean you light a candle when the girls come over it's fire too you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> no but, but as you saying like fire I'll take that <laughs> fire is good and fire is bad yeah it depends on your use of fire Agreed. right so with that metaphor of the entertainment industry being the fire is like for me on the mic is not follies like all out follies is this is an expression of self now so like let's talk about artists so bounty killer vibes cartel even marshall they have these songs that are rude and smutty but on the, or even violent but on the next side you have these songs that are promoting peace and one side is not necessarily uh departure from the other is because we're human we're mm. human and we enjoy different things right. so like when i only mic in a party and 
we hyping on his vibes and his energy and thing. That is nothing but good energy and love. There's no hate. There's no there's no folly in that. If you're taking your spirituality from a religion point of view, you might be like, oh, what's going on here? These people are whining. Mm. But if you take it from a spiritual and love and connection or soul's perspective, then you'll be like, oh, shucks, these people are enjoying themselves, boy. Nothing better than seeing people spreading love. Mm. They, listen, there's nothing better in the world than sitting back and big up to, to hearts. I know a lot of people be like, Hans, were you big up hearts in this way? Yeah, big up hearts because like I was in hearts a year, the after party and the music was playing. I had the mic in my hand and then for one second in between it all, I just stopped now and I noticed that, wait now, we practically in the scene from the Matrix when they when they were partying. Raven. Remember the scene in the Matrix where everybody partying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we were in that and like that is just an expression of love and joy in the moment and celebrating the moment. It's not it's not something evil and folly. I mean, some people get caught up in in, in themselves and how they're looking and how they're feeling. But at that so, point most. A lot, a lot, a lot. But in that point where everybody actually enjoying themselves, you kind of notice, wait now, hmm. it's more, at that one, it could be 10 seconds, it could be 15 minutes, it could be an hour, but at that point in time, everybody just free and they're not thinking of all the other things now. Yeah. So that's what, that's what it is for me. That's what it is for me in terms of the spirituality and, and understanding placement and what's going on around me and not just seeing it as follies because it's not just follies it really isn't just follies you have different people going through different things boy sometimes a man going through a serious tabank and just in that moment he hear that song the mic man say the right thing and he is able to release all those inhibitions boy sometimes it might be alcohol as the driver sometimes it may be something else as the driver but well, it could be a combination of all. Yeah, and I, I don't promote addiction because addiction is not part of where I am in terms of my understanding now. Like I don't I never say, boy, do this to get that to get that way, you know. Don't use a substance to get to that mental high. But at the same time, in those moments, it's like you see the beauty of humanity, you know, like I I see sometimes the most beautiful moments in parties. Like I will never forget any black box when we played Bring Back the Old Time Days and Watch Out My Children and everybody was singing it. Like I won't forget those moments because those songs have such a deep and serious meaning that it's like a crowd of people singing Watch Out My Children. That's spiritual. That is spiritual. That is nothing but that is nothing but the, the spiritual good vibes and energy in the air, boy. Because it's like a, a unity of the collection of people there yes. sharing that joy, sharing that moment together. Sharing it together and sharing it. And that's the thing. Sharing any moment. And that's why people love carnival in Trinidad so much, you know. It's like yeah. forget the racism, forget the politics, forget who you do like, forget this, that, and the other. It's just everybody's everybody everybody there to enjoy yourself themselves and it's just it's just a love and a peace i think at the core of it everybody is a good person 
it might be naive, but I feel like at the core of it, we all are good people, great people, but it's just circumstances now. But I don't think I don't think a baby is born evil. Hmm. Child not born evil. I agree with you. I was Sunday, but I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love you. I love you, Jen. But you're miserable. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, a boy child. I'm looking for it. Miserable. <laughs> yeah, but on the summer, you're crazy. Yeah, we're not born evil. We're born with love. We're born with love, and and that love is to be to be shared. And I mean, even to the criminals in society, like. They, they weren't born like that. Something happened somewhere along the way. And I don't like to necessarily say this, but, you know, at some point in time, we as a society would have failed that person in some way. Something happened. Something happened, you know. It's not just, it happened just like that. And if we open our minds and our hearts to more compassion, we'd understand that, yo, Sometimes going to a school to talk could change somebody's life. Like one of the people I remember in my Form 5 graduation, Derek Lewis came and Derek Lewis was talking about just how much effort you could put into something and just evolving. And I know a lot of my classmates were like, boy, that man talked too long, he was boring. And I was like, yo, are y'all crazy? Y'all didn't hear what you were saying. They just didn't get to listen. Ways. <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> you know, they just didn't get sometimes people don't care, and that's why some people don't like poetry. Hmm. Some people don't like poetry, it's too deep for them. And that's okay. Wow. That's them. But like little things could change someone's life for the better. It could turn around somebody's life altogether. Sometimes I mean somebody who if somebody who you look up to, like let's say you thinking of being I don't know, I think of Robin Kevin tomorrow. And I look up to you say, and you come and say, boy, Hans, boy, here what's going on? Come with me today to record a Caribbean power lunch. And that little move there could be the difference between me deciding to go and rob somebody today or deciding to pick up a mic and pursue my career as an announcer. Little things, like little things, little pieces of encouragement, little pieces of knowledge, little pieces of sharing little pieces of sharing i think it's a readiness too eh? like i feel like you'll hear the same message today mm-hmm. and you'll hear it again in you know maybe two three years and whatever experiences you would have gone through between that time that that same message would mean take something different yeah, yeah that's that's true as well yeah, that's yeah, so yeah. true I, I my i keep talking about my older brother sean but i think maybe a few years ago he was on a big fresh prince of ballet binge right Right, and he so he's in his mid to late thirties, right, and he's watching it, and he's seeing, you know, Kevin. Now as I'm watching Freshmen of Bel Air, I'm identifying more with Uncle Phil, but back when I was a teenager watching it, I was identifying more with Will. So you consume the same content, you consume the same message, yeah, but it has different meaning to you depending on the stage of your life. That's and our songs too, that's songs too. If you take in some songs when you're a teenager to now, song has a whole different vibe, a whole different energy to it. Agreed. So Hans, is this I mean it's all it is, all this philosophy. We spend about a half an hour talking about philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that what got you into this industry? Let's say. I mean, you spend more than half of your life 
in this industry, right? You started when you were 16? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what really drove you into this industry at that age? All right. Um, and those are mostly girls, I'm saying. I don't, I don't. No, no, no. It definitely, it definitely was not mostly girls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I always wanted to be on radio. Like growing up, I was listening to 98.9. Alicia the Duchess is my neighbor. I looked at Radioactive. I listened to Cell Construction. I listened to all of them on radio. I was like, yo, I want to do that. I want to do that. At first, I wanted to be a DJ. But then, like, just through the whole energy and vibe, I noticed, like, yo, the mic, the mic is where it's at. <laughs> and I was just better at that. I was, I was more creative at putting together what to say before a song than I was at deciding what songs to play like uh, to a point yes what songs to play but i was able to tie them better together in my mind because we my mind processed things um so you you're a natural i won't say i'm a natural because i definitely like okay this me i really believe in hard work i don't believe in natural i don't believe in i do not believe in natural talent i believe in developed talent i don't believe in you're born to do something or you're born and this is given to you but i believe your work towards something whether or not you know i mean it's like the almighty father or the universe or whatever you may believe in it's like he puts these things in front of you and you could decide all right well am i going to work hard or am i just going to watch it there and just leave it it'll happen by accident i don't know man i mean i would love to be as good as lebron james but it just never worked out yeah did you practice every day i practice enough and Enough sh- in your opinion. But I'm sure there are people who practice more than LeBron James and they're not as good. But did they do the extras? I guess not just practice. It's observing. is the work. Like, I, re- I really believe in the work now. Hmm. I really believe it. Anyway, so I am one to, to believe in, in the work of things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so at 16, finished secondary school, Started working on a video production company, joined this group called Militant Crew every single day. For a year, we would go baratari and practice, and my salary at the point in time was like 600 TT dollars. A week? A month. Like, I was, I was an intern in a video production company. I wasn't paying that much. This was like 2001. So, had this salary, and... I was studying CAT at the point in time as well. And then opportunity, different opportunities Chartered came up. Chartered accounting technician. Yeah. Yeah. Different opportunities came up. And in between that, I was able to just maximize on those opportunities. This is the shortest version of the story. I was able to maximize on those opportunities. And I was able to learn from enough of the right people. I was able to be coachable. And as you think about life, a lot of people are not coachable. Some people, you tell them, all right, well... Here we're going on. Yeah. You speak too fast. And they'll be like, boy, that man tell me I speak too fast, boy, them fellas only fighting me down. What? No, brother, no. No, brother. That man is trying to help you. It takes so much out of someone to criticize another person sometimes. It takes a lot. We're not just talking about somebody talking, talking crap about you. We're not talking about somebody just saying, boy, that man not good. Like he, we're not hiring <laughs> he, right? Nah, that this is a real thing. That man not good. We're not hiring he. Cool, but the person who says he is not good because he does not know how to hold the mic, he does not know how to pronounce these words, he is not good. 
that person ain't fighting you dog. That person legit have a reason why you're not good for him. That person legit has a reason why. Even the person who say I don't like your personality. Personality is a big part of announcing and broadcasting. That person have a reason why. That person not fighting you dog. They just don't like your personality. So you've been told that before here. Hey, of like course. But again, you learn. So what kind of criticisms you got, boy? Everything. Everything from the tone of your voice. This voice that you hear today is a, like legit, it is a manufactured voice. Like I worked on it when I was in secondary school. When I just left secondary school, my voice never broke properly. So it used to go up and down. And up mm. to this day, if I get too upset, it could go up and down. Mm. But this is control. This is control. And you, you learn control of things because it is consistent. So it becomes second nature. Yeah. So like me holding the mic is different than both of you only mic because it's just natural to me I'm actually watching you and oh, right my, hand hurt, my hand hurting right now no, and that's my hand's thing, a little bit this man lecture before the, the interview and no, no, no. cramping and, right and, now and that's, that's the thing like it's not even a thought because you are so consistent you've been doing it you're so consistent with good habits that it just becomes second well okay you're so consistent we'll say you have to hold it lower nah you're so consistent with good practices that they become habits and then they become second nature. So you don't even need to think about it. But it happens and you know why you're doing it. You understand. When you were coming up in the industry, right? Like, who you would say, I mean, let's say three people who would have probably added the most value or give you the most useful uh, advice, you know, insight, advice, guided you along the way. Who you, you would say, well, these three people, I, I would really say, you know, I owe them a lot, if not the most, in terms of where I reach today. Okay, so let's start with O'Brien Haynes. O'Brien Haynes was the program director at 98.9. He was the first person to put me on radio and really was able to learn from him because he was one of the presenters I was able to transition smoothly from radio to television and be good at both. Um, Lisa Wickham, same reason, same reason. I just did a training week, Lisa Wickham and Dominic Halipasad. Yeah. A few months ago, it was excellent. Yeah, Lisa is, Lisa is excellent. Lisa will teach you the things that you need to learn. And she's she's open to teaching, you know. She she opened up her doors for me at a very young age. And I was able to work on Shun Winchester Dead or Live video, mm. E-Zone, and countless other productions. She actually even um, had me write a newspaper article while I was working with her. It even reached the point where... She paid him more than six hundred a month. Yeah, <laughs> this was just was just before I went synergy, right? Lisa put a big burden on me at a very young age. She left the country and she left me to basically run her company. People didn't know I was running the company at any point in time, mm. but they just knew she wasn't there, and there was somebody answering the phone. I had to forward calls to my cell phone, and I would be driving around and answering the phone. Hello, good day, he's on entertainment, mm. and eh, I am trying to get on to Lisa. I'm sorry, she's not in the country right now. Would you like to leave a message? And I go in and pick up checks. How old were you at the time? I can't remember. It would be 20, 21, somewhere there. You know, and, and that was me, like, drilling it. Hmm. <laughs> Lisa, I come on his own. So, like, Lisa taught me so much. Like, Lisa is one of those integral people. And, and for somebody who had been in the industry that long to give someone else the opportunity, like, it's something I don't ever take for granted. And somebody asked for a little advice or a little help. Like, I always lend because she opened up to me and showed me all these things. I consider a lot of those things stage one in my career. 
stage two in between there, I mean, you have so many people. You have people like Peter C. Lewis who who helped out along the way. You have Wendell Constantine. Um, I was able to even meet and talk with Chinese Laundry, who I think is is brilliant and a great contributor to the whole local entertainment scene. Jason Williams, Tamara Williams, mm-hmm. all these people. You, you learn so much from them and, and they impart so much knowledge all the time you know blaze and all all of them like it's just like people don't understand you know like this this thing with with the whole sun announcers in this country we do have that beat up and fight up thing you know you see like how some people talk about some people like to talk about different professions people fighting each other and thing and uh, and all thing. boy we have a price point and everybody know the general price point mm. sunny bling and all everybody me sunny jason room everybody call a host all of us know the price point we know the price point. So we have a kind of general price point that all of our prices will be around the same thing. And we know how to maneuver. And we know sometimes we might go below sometimes anything. But we understand that the industry is not just about one of us now, right? So it's a community. It's really a community. And it's that situation where sometimes we we recommend each other for jobs. People don't know that. But we like legit recommend each other for jobs. Stage three, where I'm at now, right? I would have to say thanks to like Kerry Gibbons. Now, this is the first person who whose name I didn't I call that you'll be like, who's that? We don't <laughs> know who's he. Yeah, all right. So Kerry is a director slash producer. And I also want to say big up to Barbara Ann and Camille Parsons and them from Advanced Dynamics that also contributed. Now I first officially met Kerry when I went to audition for our, our, our role to host a tourism thing and he gave me so much flack and that thing boy what kind of stupid thing is that you are your watch matching your, your t-shirt <laughs> uh, boy up to you boy you're real fan boy thing. and it was real flack but I ended up getting a job and through that and through my professionalism and in those scenarios he was able to hire me for the thing so he's the person who Call me and ask me, hey, we're doing the secondary school's football thing for Sports Max. You want to do that? Mm. Hey, we're doing Marshall Monday. You want to do that? Mm. Hey, we have opportunity to go Spain. You want to go Spain? Yes. Love it. Yes. <laughs> yes, I would like to go Spain. Yes, thank you. Book the flight. I'm gone. We be in class, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't speak Spanish, but I'll go. But, but it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, you, you meet people along the way who present opportunities for him and like he knowing him and being a host that is loyal and understanding of where he wants the production to go is like you know that that has offered me many opportunities in life you know I want to take it to a post you made on Facebook seven months ago and I'm going to abridge it a little bit. Seven months ago, yes, we. Stalking you, <laughs> Yo, my mind seven months ago might not be in my mind is now, but let's talk about it's it. Clean, yes, wait, all that time, you, you were the greatest though. All right, come, let's, let's say it, let's say it, let's say it, let's say it. Basically, you, you was thanking everybody for all the major points in your career and you were talking about taking you from the point where you were a boy trying to finish CAT with one radio shift and not understanding ownership to a man now having finished ACCA, congratulations, yeah, and achieve all the goals set then. So let's talk ownership a little bit. So right. how, how do you think about ownership and how do you think people should think about ownership in this industry? 
in this industry. And I know you and I were having a long conversation. Yeah, about yeah, yeah. This, 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 is, this could go into another hour. But okay, so <laughs> the short version of it is... You could give the medium length version of it. Huh? Okay. The medi- All right. So the version of it that I will give tonight or today, depending on when you're listening, is simply a lot of people wait for opportunities. I was talking to another host and he was like, boy... I was like, listen, you're, you're in this network and this network has a TV station. Why you not? Why do I have a TV show? He's like, boy, they're not saying and they're not doing a TV show and I don't know why. And I was like, yo, what's wrong with you? Create the TV show. Create the TV show. If there's, if, okay, if you want to be on TV, create a TV show. Real. That's as simple as it gets. It's not rocket science. I want it to be on a podcast. So you created a damn <laughs> podcast. You create podcast. Well. What? What you? Okay. So everything else might just happen in between. Like honestly, the sports max thing happened. I didn't expect it to happen. Like the the, the way it did, and I didn't expect it to be as big and as impactful on my life as it was. But it really has been. The Marshall money thing happened, you know. But like in between, let me tell you what happened. The Marshall money thing being you hosting hosting Marshall Monday, right? So let me tell you what happened. I used to host Digital Rising Star, right? Now, at the point in time, Digital Rising Star was the biggest paycheck I got, right? And then they decided they wanted a female host. So they took me off of the show. Now, you're custom making, let's say you're custom making $20,000 for 10 episodes. Just call it a figure, right? $20,000 for 10 appearances. Whatever. Just call it a figure, right? Yeah. It's not the actual figure. Right? A lot more. I'm not going to say a lot more, a lot less. But your customer making $20,000 for 10 appearances. Right. All of a sudden, you're not getting this $20,000 check again. What the hell? You had to do something to make up for the supplemental income. In some languages, the word for... for what did they say, boy? Was he saying, oh my gosh. Side hustle? You mean? No, not side hustle. But it's like they say, diversify your revenue. Chaos, oh. chaos breeds creativity. Yeah. Right. So, chaos breeding creativity, right? But it wasn't complete chaos. But it's a scenario where wait now. I don't have this money coming in. What are you going to do? So, what I did was, I pitched the idea of Promenade Countdown to TV6. They like the idea. Promenade countdown is on air. Boom. Make up for the money. With that now, I have something that I kind of own and control to extent. Because I also believe that it's better to make 10% of 100000 than 100% of $0. Just saying. Yeah. It's better to make a hundred. It's better to make it. So you structure your contracts where you, where you own a well, piece of it, right? Yeah, but there's a, there's an ownership agreement, right? Informal or formal, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's an ownership agreement, and then like early on in my career, I was able to create second stage, which was like a a poetry series. Um, big respect to Skeeto, and I was on air as well. So like there are a lot of shows that I wasn't even on as the host, but I had something to do it, and that's where like the ownership game is play sometimes now. Whereby you don't need to be in front of the camera all the time. You don't always need to be the star. Sometimes you could be the person pulling the string or pushing the cart. Now ownership has taken a another another level for me. 
because now I've invested in some property. So like now I see, wait, hold on. Hey, if we own this, we could use the money from this to leverage that. And then we could do this and then we could do that. I saw something recently and I don't think life is as cut and dry as this. They say, make money, then use your money to make more money. Life is not as cut and dry as that. But the concept is a simple but smart concept. And don't get too caught up in the vanity. What happened is our generation especially, we spend so much money on phone laughing at a man with a cracked screen that he's going to spend $2,000 fixing his screen. And that $2,000, if he save up that $2,000 and he save up $2,000, say or $1,000, say however, he could invest in something that could be meaningful that his children will be able to eat for if he doesn't focus on his damn cracked screen. Hmm. Where the phone's still functioning. Perfectly good otherwise, right? The phone functioning with the cracked screen, but yeah. it's just not aesthetically nice to everybody else. But if you're comfortable in yourself, that cracked screen no matter. But we're not comfortable in ourselves. We get caught in the vanity. We need to have a brand new outfit when we go out. Hmm. Spend $2,000 on a new outfit. It gone. We spend five hundred dollars for the party ticket. It gone. And I tell you, do party. And I tell you, but do buy new clothes. But I tell you, everything in moderation, and not be a an over consumer of all the things around here. Okay. In terms of ownership of content, though, like, what do you think about? Let's say you have all these radio personalities like yourself. Yeah. But. They stay employed by the radio. So that's what they're known for. They're known for as being these voices on the radio. Right. Okay. So here's the interesting thing about radio, right? Radio is a play. Radio is like, you want to be a media personality, radio could be part of your whole. And do you look at it as an employer? Do you look at yourself as an employee or a contractor? Where's your mentality? Am I, are you, I am here making money and after my three hours, I can go and do whatever I want. Or do you see yourself as a full-time employee? Nothing is wrong with somebody being an employee. Like I, I, I would never fault anybody for deciding to be an employee. It is legit a way to make money in a structured way and it is safe not everybody is built the same way. Not everybody is meant for the same thing. If you are an employee, you're an employee and it's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. Be the best employee you could be. Now, in terms of me and ownership and what I, I see in terms of radio announcers is that most radio announcers, the truth is, they have other things happening, but radio is just part of the whole now. And that's what people do talk about. Now, I won't lie, there are a lot of radio announcers who are irresponsible in terms of their money and they're getting caught up bad for business for them because especially in urban radio when you reach a certain age you gotta move you have to move it's move or be moved you had to move so you gotta be prepared for when your time comes to move like legit me i don't want i'm telling you i don't want to be over 40 and on urban radio hmm. what the hell urban radio is a young thing that is not for a mature man that's for young people. That's for young. Like, that's what the energy is. It's like young energy. And also, you got to make way for the next 
set of talent and Lisa is somebody who also sh- showed me that that make way for the young talent and have your things in place that you own as well so you could leave somewhat of a legacy or you could build more now but like that's me I just that's just the way I see it you know not everybody's the same and that's that's the same more life eh? not everybody's the same and that's okay not everybody will see the same things the same way and that's okay but yeah. for me, I really believe in being the greatest. <laughs> not being the greatest version of, of myself. You. Yeah, yeah, I'm not you saying that greater than everybody else. So it's like, <laughs> what I do is basically to own in different ways. And if I want something, I'm not going to wait for somebody to give me that. I come in to take it. That transition from from that, you know, if you want to say nine to five to the mentality of, of thinking ownership, right? It would not just be a wake up on morning and say, boy, you know, I just feel like I need to start a own shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like how, how, because a lot of people kind of stuck in the vortex of, you know, make a salary, spend it out, wait for the next paycheck. Bottom yeah. line, right? Yeah. And even if a salary big enough to, you know, put aside something to eventually own, the thinking is just not there. It's not something you learn in school. It's not something that most people parents, unless they're already in a, you know, in a certain echelon of, of existence, yeah, to yeah, teach yeah. them, right? So how how you went from you know from problem from it's problem problem child yeah, to, yeah, to, to, pro- to, to to Mister you know Mister Hans um, Donald Trump Trini <laughs> Hans Trump. Right. So so here, here the thing, right? I I say this sometimes, and I I repeat it tonight. Everything good that I am is because of my parents. Everything bad that I am is because of myself. Now, my father, he's always taught me, be good enough so that they need you more than you need them. That's a lesson he taught me at a very early age. That's something that, has, that I've always remembered. It's one of the lessons from him that I'll always remember. Always be so good that they need you more than you need them. I love that. I love it. Yeah, like, I like that growing up, really? growing up, I good advice to give when you're young. But that's a yeah. that's a great piece of advice. They need you more than you need them. Keep it that way. You'll be all right. But my mother and my grandmother may her soul rest in peace. My grandmother showed me the way the most. My mother at about twenty five, twenty six, I was making money, and she's like, "Hands, that's not how you spend your money." That's not how you spend your money. You need to get a house. You need to get a property. And my grandmother, who was a teacher, my grandma was a teacher, and I saw her pass and be able to leave a property for each one of her children. Hmm. She was a teacher. Hmm. She was a teacher. She was, was cheap in those te- days, huh? It's not still even, salaries for teachers was even cheaper. It's, it's not it's not even about that. She's a teacher who used to trust sugar and milk at some point in time. I mean the situation when I say trust sugar and milk, it probably wasn't that bad. Like she could have gone to her parents and be like, yo, listen, daddy, I need to borrow some money. Maybe, yeah, cool. Wow. But at the same time, as a teacher, to die having a property in Diego Martin, a property in Woodbrook, a property in Tobago that you could pass to your children and your children could make, could earn income from this property when you pass. That's your life goal. That's what you want. 
That's what you want. You want to be able to pass and leave something and see my grandmother do this as a teacher. She was not a doctor. She was not a lawyer. She was not a big engineer. She was a damn teacher who just spent her money the right way. When REC shares opened up, she bought shares. When her mother died and they split the property among her and her her siblings, well, and her father died, and they split the property among her and her siblings, she bought out her siblings. Serious? That's all you need to, like, and like, that was like, like looking at that before she passed and, and talking to her, it was like, yo, she just blew open my mind because I saw it. And like, I mean, you read different books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad and so on and, and, and you see different directions and Richest Man in Babylon and you, you see different things that you could do to become an owner or to become a better version of you. But like, when I stopped and I was like, yo, there's what going on with this woman here, boy. And that's my grandmother. It's like, how could I not? Because that's the level of financial intelligence that I would like for anybody. But you had to decide it now. You had to decide it because, listen, we might have family vacation every year. We might go on a vacation once every two years. We might not go on a vacation at all for 10 years. But if you understand what you're working towards, sometimes it's like those things don't even matter. That does not matter. And my grandmother was my biggest teacher in terms of that. And not teaching by saying, hey, you should do this or you should do that. And there's what you have to do. But just by doing. That's my example. Yeah, boy. And, and to me, that was magnificent, you know? Okay, so taking it back to the to your media and everything, right? So you've also kind of springboarded into doing voiceovers and everything. So make you be able to make some income off of that. Yeah. All right. So voiceovers. All right. So the joke jokey thing with voiceovers, especially in Trinidad, is like you're popular enough, work on your voice enough, you get voiceovers. You know what I'm saying? And and, and the, the, the thing with voiceovers is just being professional and being able to execute. Like legit. It's, it's, it's just that. It's just being professional and able to execute. Now, some people in the voiceover market, they're like heavy in it. Like Adrian Don Moore, they're heavy in it. And you could even learn from watching on. And the same thing with voiceovers applies to the, the, the thing with other hosts. It's like you have all this voiceover talent. One man can voice all the ads. He can't. Like, he can't. You cannot voice out for Royal Bank and then voice out for Republic. You can't. Somebody has to be the voice for Free Citizens. Somebody had to be the voice for this. Somebody had to be the voice for that. Just be professional. Be good enough. Be willing to work on it. And better your craft. So, for example, for me, I went and did theater. I did a theater course by Penelope Spencer. Acting? Acting. One of the best things I've done in my life. Nice. She taught me so much and acting there you, you learn how important everybody is in the circle but acting help you on TV broadcasting camera as well because it, yeah. it also help your radio because you're acting 
A lot of times you're acting, you, you might want to put inflection certain places and you want to emphasize certain things certain ways. How are you going to bring it out? Acting is theater. It's all theater. Like everything is theater. Did that include improv classes as well? Um, To a small extent. To a small extent. I won't lie. But that theater was such a big lesson. And that theater and all helped with voiceover talent. And I also did vocal training for a little bit. And it's like, you do all these things to to be better. So the voiceover talent thing just kind of happened. And like, it's not even, honestly, it's not a million dollar thing for me. Like voiceover, it's just something that somebody will call and be like, hey, Hans, we have this voiceover. Do you want to do it? Yes, I'll do it. Because now you know that people, it's kind of fun. That is kind of fun. I, I won't lie to you. Because you do not voiceover. I'll just use the example. Pour the water in the glass. That's the line. Pour the water in the glass. You can do so many different takes and so many different things and so many different ways. We just say, yeah, pour the water in the glass. It might be, pour the water in the glass. Pour the water in the glass. And then you might, they might want a deep take. Pour the water in the glass. That kind of way, like, pour. That wasn't even a good one. That was a bad take. Pour the water <laughs> in the glass. You know, it's like... <laughs> but your mic handling was good, though, your mic handling. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't hold your mic on your voice over us. mic in our boot. And it's like, that's just something, like it's fun. Cause you get to there's a, like a lot of breath training and everything too. Yeah, to extent, but it's it's like just sometimes in a, in a voiceover, but you really get to discover what your voice can do. Because, mm. okay, so I could I could talk normal here. I could be I could be up here, I could be up here. And then I could come down like this and we could be real deep and we could go to, to a certain place. So like Sunday radio? <laughs> it's, and it's not even Sunday radio. It could be any time. You know, nothing. Just your voice is. Like your those are a real good um, a real good move to do. Yeah, like boy. Though, you know. Yeah. I mean, is that is that a lot of people in the in the game right now would be following a similar path, or you just you know just took it upon yourself to do some of those things? I I listen. I do what I do to be better. What you do to be better, that is you. Yeah. I do what I do. You do what you do. You do how to follow my path. Like, you know, like, for example, if you're into finance, you know, it's understood you how to do your degree, then you how to do CFA, maybe do an MBA. And I say, most people trying to get to Wall Street, I say, they, they follow a certain path, you know what I mean? So I was wondering if in that industry then, is it, you know, that, okay, it's recommended that you do a voice training, you do a little theater, you do a little whatever, whatever. Boy, hear the thing, eh? there are some people on radio who have no training, who do it extremely well. Mm. then there are some people who do all the training in the world <laughs> they can't make a note. and they can't make a note yeah. you know what I mean so it's like I don't know where the secret lies but I think mm. I think in each individual they have to figure it out themselves yeah. real talk I feel like in each person you have to figure out yourself and what's for you is for you eh? what is for you is for you and will always be for you would you consider yourself an entrepreneur though? Um, I mean all of us are entrepreneurs in some way Yes. Creating something, doing something, owning something, even if it's just your own actions. Exactly. <laughs> you own yourself. No, seriously. When you even, own yourself. Even if you're an employee, you own your resources and you contract out your resources to that employer. And that's technically what we were talking about earlier when I was talking about radio announcers, staying employees and staying employed in radio station. Yes. How you see yourself. Yeah. Because legit, you are the asset. You are the asset. And if people start to think of themselves as the asset, then you know maybe it's because maybe it's because I studied finance, but maybe not. You know, maybe if you consider yourself 
the the asset, then your whole perspective change because you notice, all right, well, this asset has a certain lifespan. And when it reached this life, the period, the way this asset will be able to generate income is not the same. Right. I mean, you're not going to you're not going to say dispose of the asset. We won't think about it like that. But, you know what I mean? But if you think of yourself as an asset... Scrap it for parts. <laughs> ah, when you think of yourself as an asset, you, you, well, really you see the world differently, you know? Yeah. If you don't own yourself, who owns you, right? Hmm. Exactly. Yeah, that... Wow, I like that. If you don't own yourself and own your action, then who owns you? I think I'm going to say that on radio Real tomorrow. Yeah, that's, that's make sure quote KV. <laughs> quote Caribbean Power Lunch. Yeah, I swear I'm tagging the post. I'll post that tomorrow. Tag me, tag me. So you spoken about, I, I lost count. I was trying to keep track, right? But the amount of different ventures that you kind of said you would have, you know, whether you, you, you created it yourself, whether you were involved in it by chance, whether it was the radio station, your career, whatever, right? From an entrepreneurial standpoint, you know, any young entrepreneurs listening to the podcast tonight, what was your technique or what advice you would give in terms of being able to juggle and manage so many things at the same time? Because I feel like some people, maybe the reason they stay in nine to five mindset is because they, you know, they, yeah. they probably just don't think yeah. they had the capacity yeah. to, yeah. Yeah. Or, the, or the technique then, or the, you know, the strategy to, to say, okay, I'm going to juggle four things at the same time. That's not an easy thing to do, you know? Or even the bravery. <laughs> Well, bravery is a whole next discussion, but bravery just, is a discussion. Just, just straight time management. I was like, you have twenty. We have the same twenty four hours in a day, right? Yeah. You you talking about you know why they were doing this? You launched that and why you know like how how is it that you don't sleep? All right. So two things. We are going back to a point I raised earlier. Presence of mind. When in this scenario, let's deal with this scenario. When in that scenario, we'll deal with that scenario. As one, two. A lot of the times. If you look at a scenario and you ascertain what's going on, what's happening, you'd notice that a lot of the times we waste time, you know, in circumstances. Like a lot of times we spend too much time on something. For sure. I'm about to watch Empire after you leave. <laughs> and drink a uh, don't mention it from here man Sorry. they ain't pay any sponsorship fees they'll give you a little but yeah legit like just when you look at things you, you notice that we waste a lot of time and it's, it's what you do with your time is like uh, and something I learned recently a lot of the most successful people in this country and probably in the world, they have some habits, boy, that is like, they're just consistent with it. So I notice a lot of really successful people, every morning, Monday to Friday, or Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or whatever days they choose, they would get up early, go in the gym, or they would ride, or exercise, or run. And then they would approach the day, and it's just like a habit now. And it's just like a good habit. It's like, when you look at successful people, they have good habit. Once you have those good habits, it's like you find balance in everything else. Now. So like, they set up their habits to have family time. So like, a lot of successful people, every Sunday, they will have dinner with their family. Every Sunday. No matter what. And if their son, Paul, if Paul wants to pretend like he's not coming family dinner, Paul, is Sunday, family dinner, what are you doing? Get there. Get there. That's why you, you notice now, like it's, it's habits and these habits breed balance and structure because at times we just go online. We go online. 
What time you go on lime till? Whatever time we lime in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we drinking. But it's okay to lime till whenever and, and be cool. But if once the rest of the habits could remain the same, we could be good in terms of everything that has to be done now. Now, whenever lime could throw off your whole weekend, if it is in, if you're not in the discipline frame, exactly. man, you could you could oversleep on Monday, throw off your thing, you had to catch up by the Tuesday, you know. Your whole week get just thing. Your whole week get throw off. Yeah. Your whole week get throw off by by one lime that was just too sweet to leave. Hmm. I mean, I'm not saying don't live, 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 have fun in any moments, but at the same time, know sometimes that. How way. But you think that kind of life when you live in, you know, almost like a calendarize your whole life. You, you feel like I could eventually become monotonous, boring. It's, you see, and as you think, it's, it's structure, boy. It's just structure. The importance of structure is sometimes just really, 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 really something that needs to be there. And like, we need to have a structure in our lives. We need to have a structure in terms of so many things. So, for example, now that I have a son, at 5 30 there's an alarm that goes off on my phone monday to friday that's a like when we have children we implement structure because you know you have to pick them up at eight o'clock actually forget that let's be real if we're working for somebody we know structure we know we had to get we ass there by eight o'clock and we leave in after four right yeah structure for somebody else you can have structure for yourself Think about that. Only think about that for think about that for one minute. <laughs> you have structure for somebody else, but you can't put your shit together for yourself. What are you really doing? Hmm. What are we really doing if we cannot put a structure in place for ourselves, but we could structure ourselves for other people? Yeah, right. Who really owns who? The employer owns you because your structure around them. And you don't see, you can't put that structure in place for yourself, but you'll put that structure in place for them. Then we're still slaves. If we cannot put structure in place for ourselves, then we are just part of the construct of someone else's structure. And if we are part of someone else's structure, we are slaves. Mm-hmm. Just building somebody else's dream. Exactly. And even if, even if you're, em- even if you are an employee, whoever it is, how your mind is set. Let me tell you something, eh? I always tell people this. I exist outside the traffic construct. We waste so much time in traffic. Now, in terms of government and country, and thing, I honestly think that we need to have separate working times and working hours. This current system makes no sense where we're all going to work at the same time. Oh, yeah. We're all going home at the same time. It's stupid. Yeah. It's stupid. It's just pure Weird. dumb. <laughs> it doesn't help with productivity. Well, like, where I work is flexible enough, so I right. have to work at exactly I say right now. But it's like if we could unplug ourselves from the matrix. Now, big up Jelan Cumberbatch. Oh this yes, big up Jelan. He can't bad when when his boy will attend G match up the place in um X Factor. You know, serious? Yeah, yeah. He managing Olaton G. So oh, when I he see you see you see the next day on Facebook. Yes, if you want to book Olaton G, call me. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> my brother is a hustler. Exactly, and and that's what that's the level you need to be. Like some people will be like, boy, Jelan, too enough. How how you will jump out and and do that thing? The man now thing. That's what you need to do. He does what he needs to do. That's the thing about Jelan. Come about. He does what he needs to do. 
Mm. And Jalan and I were having a conversation once and he said, the matrix is almost like a metaphor for us and our work life balance and that everybody just walking around every day doing the same thing, falling into this construct, falling into the same grooves. But then when you unplug from that matrix and you're able to step away for a little bit and you start observing now, everybody going to look at the same time, doing the same thing. Hmm. Maybe I should go a different road. Maybe I should sell food at the side of the road. And when you start to sell food at the side of the road, you notice, wait now, I reach in here at 5 o'clock. I go in home by 10 o'clock. And I don't have as much stress as these people. I don't have to drive through traffic. Now, nothing is wrong with being in the matrix and being in the construct if you're comfortable with that. But again, it's a choice. Red pill or blue pill. Mm. If you choose... If you choose the blue pill, the normal pill, then you could walk around, you could exist in the matrix, and you could do what everybody else is doing, and you could go to university, and you could do exactly what everybody else is taught to do by the system. Or we could choose the red pill. It's going to be a little bit difficult. It's going to hurt your body a little bit because you're going to be like, oh, shucks. Wait, wait. Okay, how do I manage this? How do I manage this? Okay, wait, 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 wait. wait. Okay, this is happening. Okay, how do I react to this? Uh, uh, uh. And then eventually you might figure it out eventually the whole thing might send you mad hmm. but you can figure it out yeah. so it's like do you choose to be part of the matrix and it's okay if you choose to be part of the matrix it's okay there's no problem with that but if you decide to come out of the matrix you're outside the matrix it's a different ball game red pill or blue pill <laughs> <laughs> alright as we get ready to wrap it up here and is there anything you want to leave us with I feel like you have a lot to say still you know alright so I recently did a course on television broadcast and they asked me to, to lecture a little bit, right? That was you and Room? Um, yeah, yeah, it was more me than Room, though. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it, it really was, it really was, it really was. Um, yeah, he was more like the interviewee and um, we had them do the interviews. And it's something that was taught to me by one of my former managers, Marlon Grant. He said in life, there are two types of people there are two mentalities, the earner's mentality and the entitled mentality. Do you choose to be entitled and let think that the world owes you something when in truth and in fact the world owes you nothing? Or do you choose to get up and earn, make something of it? It's your choice. Are you an earner? Or you walk around acting like you're entitled? The earner is in control. The entitled he is controlled. You can decide whichever one. But I have one thing to say on that though. You know, a lot of people who, who you know, may not be in the, the best of positions or where they want to be, right? They could recite all these different things to you. Though. you you've been saying a lot of, you know, really profound statements and, and, and phrases. It's almost like those people who could tell you every single reason why, what, or what you need to do to be healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You need to eat this, you need to exercise, you need to whatever. They could even show you all the research they've done. And, correct, correct. <laughs> but, then, but then they just don't act now, you know what I mean? So yeah. so apart from from understanding, having the wisdom, having a community around you know, that they're trying to guide you, have it, whatever it is, what do you think really separates the sheep from the goat beyond the knowledge? Because everybody knows what you need to do to lose weight. Everybody knows what you need to do to make your marriage work, whatever it is. But people just don't seem to be able to, to do it, yeah? That's the actual difference doing it 
is the actual difference the question is in the answer taking action doing it doing it and i would say this people make time for who and what they want to make time for always remember that people make time for who and what they decide to make time for if a man is a good parent he'll always find time for his son or daughter regardless of all the things going on in his life you always find if a man is a church man you go and find time to go to church regardless because that is what he is going to make time for if a man is a real gym man he going and make time to get to the gym the difference is doing it and you see this talk of is easier said than done that i hate I, i've come to hate that phrase because Yes, it is easier said than done, obviously. But have you tried to do it? Have you gotten up off of your rear and tried to do it? Well, I'm going to do it next week. Exactly. Next week, tomorrow. Don't wait till next week. No, hey, yo, excuses. I was like, I find people get real creative with the excuses. But yeah, just, yeah. As soon as you ask me questions, just blow it out. Start to make excuses one time, you know. And it's like, yo, for me to my head, I was like, yeah, boy, this person just not ready for, you know, ready to make a movie. Yeah, right? yeah. I want to do this. I want to do that. You want to, and, and there's, a, there's another trick I, I noticed recently. Just start it. Mm. It's not going to be perfect. Whatever it is, it's not going to be perfect. The first time you do anything, it's not going to be perfect. And some people will be like, why? I want to do this, but I just won't be able to get right and think, yeah, it's not going to be perfect. Just start it. Learn along the way. Take advice. Be coachable. Yeah, the beauty is in the is in the feedback that you get initially. Yeah, the beauty the beauty is in the process, boy. Beauty is in everything. Hans, where do we find you? Hans, the greatest Instagram, Facebook, Boom Champions Nine Four, Sports Max, and hopefully for Carnival on CCN TV Six, Promenade Countdown, and maybe even a nice little show that we have called Carnival Acoustic. And who knows what's next, you know? It's just it's just growing every day, you know? All right, Podcast World, there you have it. You see why he is much more than a host. Hans Devines, thanks a lot for coming on the show. Blessings, and thanks for having me, boy. Jose, thanks for coming again. I know I have your book for the next two interviews after uh, this. <laughs> like I, learned, I learned something tonight. <laughs> no problem, man. Anytime, anytime. We learn, we learn anytime. something every night, it. man. Yeah, I love, I love the vibes, man. Keep it going. Blessings. Subscribe to Caribbean Power Lunch on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, CastBox, wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out at CaribbeanPowerLunch.com. And with that, Podcast World, Cabin Studios, we are out. Mm-hmm.